and welcome back to our service learning podcast for Pellissippi State Community College. My name is Tracy Farr and I am the academic coordinator for service learning. And I'm uh, joined today by Kathy Bird. Hello, Kathy. Hello. <laughs> she is the vice president of academic affairs here at Pellissippi State. And what we thought we would do today is focus on this sort of service learning from an administrator's perspective. Um, so we would just want to have a conversation. We want to make sure that people are keeping service learning on their radar. Kathy has had a lot thrown at her, as you can imagine, during this time period of the pandemic. And we just want to get her perspective so that we, you know, keep people thinking about service learning. So welcome, Kathy. Thanks so much, Tracy. I'm glad to join you today. Well, so we are really always trying to talk faculty into service learning, and I know you know about some stuff that's going on. Tell me what you know about what's going on that our, our current faculty are taking on even during this crazy time. Well, uh, first I want to say I, I really am um, thankful that uh, a lot of our faculty, or at least a significant um, number of our faculty are engaged, having their students engage in service learning this semester, even, even in the midst of the pandemic and all the online. And, um, you know, there's so many challenges that faculty are facing. So I, I'm, I just really appreciate the work that you have done and the work that they're doing um, to, to get students engaged in this high impact practice. And I know that there are at least 10 faculty who are offering service learning to their students across a bunch of disciplines, English and communications and business and media technology and nursing, communications and biology. Um, and, you know, I just want to say I really am thankful um, that they've taken on this additional challenge uh, because they know how important it is for students to be engaged in this kind of uh, this kind of work for the community so that it that it you know, keeps them engaged in their class, um, and it makes it more meaningful all across the board. So I'm really thankful that they're doing that. Me too. You know, it's, it's something I'm always trying to, to push, and also that my, I'm, I'm asking my project management students to do, and we had to get really creative about how it would look. Um, so I guess if somebody asked you right now, you know, I'm thinking about service learning, what would you tell them like as a faculty member? <laughs> I mean, that's a tough one, I know. Yeah, yeah, because they, they are facing a whole host of challenges. And, um, and I, you know, I have said many times that uh, in spring when we had to go online in such a hurry, they just did a phenomenal, phenomenal job with that. Um, but, but I do think that um, uh, the first thing I would probably do is say, well, you need to get in touch with Tracy Farr. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Plugging for me. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, but I, I would also tell them that uh, I have long been a proponent of, of service learning. In fact, um, the last time we went through our um, SAC COC accreditation um, and we were talking about QEPs, I was on a committee um, that uh, wrote one of the white papers and the white paper was on service learning as a possible QEP topic. And of course it didn't get chosen as a QEP, but um, it did get chosen, so to speak, um, as an initiative that we wanted to take across, uh, take, take on as a college. Uh, and I'm certainly glad we did. Um, 
and you know it's gone through uh, a few a few cycles in, in leadership and in sort of emphasis. Um, but I, I'm very thankful for the the leadership you have shown. Um, and I also want to give you a little plug because you just had an article uh, published in the Tennessee Journal of Service Learning and Civic Engagement. Um, Thank so you. Congratulations on that. Um, I, it was a really good article. Um, so I'll, I'll point everybody to that. But I would tell faculty that um, it's worth the effort um, to to get students involved in this, because for one thing, um, it, you know, it, it's called the high impact practice and and um, uh, for a reason. And that is that it does get students engaged um, in work in a way different than, you know, reading a book and writing a paper or reading, um, you know, uh, taking a test or those kinds of things. They can actually see um, the good that they're doing for the community. Um, and I think that gives them an excitement in the things that they're learning. Um, and so uh, I, I would encourage faculty to take it on even during this time. And, and I think some people probably have the misconception that, well, you really can't do service learning because you can't go out in the community as easily. Uh, but there are things you can do online for for groups, uh, for nonprofits and so forth. So um, you know a lot more about that than I do, of course, and about the ways to do that. But I would tell them that it's worth the effort and, and that, you know, if they get in touch with you, you can also put them in touch with other faculty members who are doing it um, mm -hmm. that can help them out in getting started. Awesome. Well, let's talk about some of the ways that it is happening right now, because we've got some really unique projects that are that are not requiring students to be unsafe, you know, and that <clears throat> are not putting them in a position where they have to do anything that is, um, you know, like I said, it keeps them safe, but also it, it gives them this hands on work work opportunity. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I think that um, I've learned about uh, Melissa Dos Santos uh, class uh, in branding, um, that they are working with the Junior League to, um, to do a sort of branding campaign uh, for their 100th year anniversary. Um, and so they do a lot of work with graphic design that those students do. And, and they're not just, you know, giving them a logo, but they're giving them a whole style guide um, and, and showing them the, and, and doing social media campaign kind of for them. So um, that has been very helpful because the people in, the, in that organization are volunteers and they don't have expertise in graphic design and they don't know how to go about that. But these students do. So this, the good thing for the students is they get to see their their work not just turned into the faculty member uh, for evaluation uh, and a grade, they get to see their work put to use out there in the world. And I think that's just incredibly meaningful for students. So yeah, they that, can put it in their portfolio, yeah. or stuff they work on. So, so that's, I know the Junior yeah, League is big. thrilled to have them working with them. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure that's just incredibly helpful for the for the junior league, and and then I think we have programs, um, and you may uh, know more about this and can speak to this in greater detail. But the uh, Reads Across America program, um, so, so you put uh, uh, has to do with putting Reads in veteran cemeteries um, mm -hmm. for veterans, and I can't think of a better thing to do than that. Um, 
So it's really, yeah, yeah. it's a special group and they've been actually, it's interesting. This is a great story because they started out just kind of meeting my project management class last fall. And then I handed them off to a marketing class in the spring. This, the market, the marketing students created a marketing plan and now the project management students are executing the marketing plan. So this is kind of a cool the way that teachers can collaborate, you know, yeah. and sort of pass the baton to each other. And we kind of, we looked ahead and saw that. Um, and so I'm excited about the students getting really, because uh, that's entirely volunteer run. It's a local veterans group that runs that. And they want to get 18,000 wreaths on the three cemeteries in Knox County. And that's a big and they've not been able to do some of their live events, you know, yeah. so they need these students and their reach in the digital world and their knowledge of the digital world to help them with this. So, yeah. And one I, one project I really want to highlight, too, um, is um, and this was a I like to remind faculty that we brainstorm, we, you know, we don't have to have this sorted out in our mind. If there's not a project that we have on file that needs to be done, we can come up with something. So I had a student reach out to me. He was like, I really don't know what to do with my team. They're doing a team service learning project. And I said, well, do you already work with a nonprofit? Have you ever volunteered anywhere? You know, and he goes, oh yeah, I actually work with the Carn Senior Center. And I know the director and she's really stressed out because her seniors are not doing any social stuff right now. And, and she's worried about them. And so I said, why don't you think about that? So he took that to the team, they brainstormed and what's they're making um, tutorial guides in a video format, but also in paper format for seniors on how to use the tools to stay social during the pandemic. So that they're going to teach them how to FaceTime. They're going to teach them how to zoom. They're going to teach them, all the different little tools that they can use to interact with each other and see in this virtual space, each other. And I think that's so cool. And they came up with that just brainstorming. So. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely fabulous. Uh, you know, one of the things that I thought a lot about when the pandemic um, first hit was that um, my dad was um, for a time uh, in his last year of his life, he was at the Ben Ashley uh, Veterans Center and um, Veterans Home. And um, it would have been so terrible for him if mm -hmm. we could not visit him mm -hmm. um, because I would go, I, I went about every other day and my mom would go on the days I didn't go. And so there was, uh, and my brothers would live out of town, but they would come visit occasionally. And so, um, and then he had some friends that came by and, and it, you know, it would have been so difficult, particularly because he had um, uh, some level of dementia. So he wouldn't have understood why mm -hmm. we weren't there. So if somebody could have taught him and gotten him on FaceTime or mm -hmm. so that he could see us uh, and hear us, that would have, that would have made all the difference. So I just think that's a fabulous project. And I hope yeah. it goes beyond the Carnes Senior Center to other I know. Centers. I think that yeah. and it, when, once they hand that off to the director, these tools that they're creating, I can't wait to see. And I even thought about, I don't want to get the students too much to do because I'm trying to, you know, you know, they're doing a lot already. But I thought, you know, what if you were able to ask the seniors right now in a very simple way how they're feeling 
And then after you in, inter, you know, introduce these social tech tools, how they, if it makes them feel better, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we know, yeah. then you know that you've helped somebody that meaningful stuff that we want our students to feel and know that their work is meaningful like that. Yeah. So absolutely. Absolutely. And then I think there's another project that has to do with um, mobile meals um, that CIC delivers. Is that, uh, is that one that's on? Yeah. And that's a group that's really struggling because not only are there the people who get the meals in the um, at-risk population, prim- their primary volunteers are in the at-risk. They're like 55 oh. and older. Right. So the students are doing a huge digital campaign to recruit mobile meals drivers, even if it's short term, you know, people that feel healthy and strong enough and they, and they do all, they have good safety procedures in place, but they just, they took a real hit with their volunteers for delivering these meals. So our students are doing a volunteer recruitment campaign for them. So I think that's perfect example of, you know, shifting gears in a pandemic. A lot of these projects is what they've done. They've, they've shifted to meet the needs of the community because the needs of the community have shifted, you know? And so uh, I just think that is a good skill for them to understand whether, no matter what their major is, is how you have to kind of adjust, you know, we're all adjusting right now, but. um, Sure. Well, those are all just incredible to me, incredible examples of uh, the good work that our faculty, but also the, the great work our students are doing for the community. I mean, we are a community college and this, I think, uh, you know, sort of illustrates uh, the nature of that and how important that is to our mission. Um, and, uh, you know, what uh, I just think about the satisfaction that those students must feel um, mm-hmm. at doing that, that kind of work. I'm excited for their final, you know, how I get to sometimes be a part of the presentations. It's not as easy to do that now. Um, but my particular students, of course, I'll get to be a part of those. And then these other instructors uh, that I'm so proud of. I wanted to mention, and you and I talked about this earlier, that as, as faculty are considering this, that they understand that service learning can be an optional assignment. Because I feel like sometimes it seems daunting um, because you think it's all or nothing. But a lot of our, like Katie Ross is a great example. She's a communications um, instructor. She does a fantastic job. She's taken this on for the first time during the pandemic this fall, but her communication students have options. Like they could do the service learning project. They can do another, another project that's related to communications. You know, so I think they have three options in the assignment. So if you take on service learning, it doesn't mean it has to be all of your students are doing it. They get to choose because some students with their work schedule or whatever, they just cannot squeeze it in and they, they might be better off doing something different, you know? So. Yeah. I I think that's, uh, that's a good way to think about it. You know, in some classes it may, um, uh, the, the project may lend itself to, okay, you've got these teams and they're all doing various projects um, and, and the service learning um, sort of fits in naturally in that way. And it, and it, and it, you know, everybody in the class does it, but in other disciplines, uh, it may be best to try to do it in this, um, 
you know, as an option rather than an all or nothing. Either you do the service learning or you do nothing. No, mm -hmm. you can do the service learning or you can do option B or option C, mm -hmm. um, uh, whatever best suits the student. And, um, you know, as long as all of those things are pointed toward the, the student learning outcomes, as I'm sure they are, then, um, then, you know, you've got it covered. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be a situation where all the students in the class do the service learning. Um, mm -hmm. It can be an option. And I think that's a, that's a good way to go for, for some disciplines, particularly. Right. I know that there were... Um, uh, when I was dean of the English department, there were some uh, English faculty who did service learning in that way. You know, yeah, Rick Patton yeah. does that. And, yeah, you know, yeah. And Terry Withington, some instructors that offer it as an option. You know, and you know they may have five out of twenty other students that do it, but yeah, you know, so yeah. And um, we also, I want to make a point to mention that we have a new way that we capture project information. That was kind of a new thing we released this fall um, because we wanted fresh information from from the community, but also students can do service learning for Pellissippi. I've worked with, you know, SEAL and their wonderful director, Matt Spraker. You know, there's stuff that needs done on campus that, you know, can relate to a learning outcome and be part of that. So, um, so, you know, we we try to make sure that people know about this new form um, because we were excited to launch that dynamic form. It's on our service learning main page, which is just our pstcc.edu forward slash service dash learning. And it's just at the top. And so people, so community agencies can fill it out. I get pinged. And then I, you know, I've got these fresh projects that people are saying that they need real specific you know, details about that. So, yeah, yeah, it's easy to it. find. Yeah, just go to the yeah. service learning page. It's right there at the top. Yeah. And that's, you know, and right now we're not necessarily in the mode. It could be because it being in the month of October of being able to have students take on like new projects. Projects are kind of already in progress. Right. But this is good stuff for spring. So I'm, I'm getting our networks to push it out so that as people think about taking this on for spring, that, um, and I hope they will, faculty, um, that they know that we've got projects in queue, you know, and it's yeah. all going to be fresh and, and that's, that means that, that means that person's going to answer the phone. You know what I mean? That, that yeah. means that person's going to follow up with you because they've specifically asked for Pellissippi students to help them. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so I hope faculty as they, you know, I know they're in the midst of <laughs> um, uh, a very challenging time right now in fall and it's, it's uh, you know, it's around midterm, so there's lots of work to be done. But as they start thinking about spring and, and ultimately that will happen, then, then I hope they do, you know, consider the option um, because it's not, you know, service learning is, has not... Um, you know, gone underground because of the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. There are still projects that need doing and that can tie to, to student learning outcomes in their classes. And, um, you know, it, it's not hard to find those. And so, um, you know, they can, they can look on the website, they can talk to you, um, they can talk to other faculty. And, 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 you know, because one of our challenges, I think, in the pandemic is keeping our students engaged. When they're most when most of their classes are online, it's very difficult for them. 
um, mm -hmm. just like it's difficult for faculty. Um, and so if you're if you're a student and you're sitting at home or in your apartment and um, you don't get to come to campus and uh, or you don't get to come very often because you, you most of your classes are online, then, you know, there is a, a little bit of a loss of, of that engagement factor. And so service mm -hmm. learning can be a way of kind of boosting that back up. And that would be great. Yeah, so we hope that'll happen, and we're definitely going to be getting that planning mode, and we'll share this podcast with them so they can get inspired, hopefully. And then speaking of inspiration, we want to make sure that all faculty, regardless of whether or not you do service learning, but they remind our students to report their hours um, because yes. you're a wonderful administrative assistant in Eldridge, and I work together, and we get these beautiful medallions. Yes, and certificates that you sign and the students get this recognition they get to wear that bling and um but i don't know that the medallion is that people under know about it enough so yeah yeah so so if they get uh, 60 hours right mm -hmm. um then they can get the service learn service learning medallion um which they can wear at graduation um and and keep forever i mean they've got it you know um wh uh, whether we have an in-person graduation in may or not mm -hmm. <laughs> we we don't know yet uh, we're hoping we're hoping that the pandemic uh, wanes by then and we'll be able to do that that would be great uh it, it would certainly be great to see a lot of our students wearing those um, yeah as, as they walk through the the uh, graduation and line it's a great resume builder. You know, you put that on your resume. Um, there's some solid research that shows you're like 27 times more likely to get a job um, if you've got service experience, like if you've served the community and you've yes. been civically engaged. And so that medallion, you know, you can put that on there. The students get recognized through our different marketing channels and that kind of stuff. So, well, we'll start to wind it up here. I just, just always, I know that first and foremost, you have been so good. Pellissippi has done a great job at keeping our faculty, staff, and students healthy. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, and we'd never want to be feeling like we're throwing more stuff at anybody. But I do think, and I know I'm all in, you know, but I do think that um, with a sort of creative twist on things, we this is a very doable uh, high impact practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's just important for people to realize that it, it is still going on, even though, um, you know, people can't get out in the community physically as much. There's still a lot of work to be done. And a lot of these agencies actually are suffering because of the pandemic themselves. So they need mm -hmm. all the help they can get. And so if our students can be that help, then um, it's, it's a win for our students and our faculty and those agencies. So we Absolutely. certainly want to, you know, um, encourage everybody to consider it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for giving us your perspective from where you are and just um, helping us kind of remind people about how important it is um, to, to not let go of these high impact practices. And even if you just want to be planning and even if you don't want to do it in the spring, you know, but we can always just be planning and thinking and brainstorming and maybe that project will come up that just really hits the mark for you and your students. And um, I'll continue to try to promote all those. And I do appreciate how you've supported the work 
that I'm doing and just thank you for making sure that we don't give up on this thing, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and thanks for all the work that you put into it, Tracy. And, uh, you know, as I say, I think it's a, it's a great thing for our students. So thanks so much. Thank you. Well, we're going to wrap up this podcast here and we want to thank you for listening. This is our uh, fourth episode and we will have another episode in November and we're excited about, um, having some new new folks come on board. Uh, so li- stay tuned and um, keep listening. And thank you so much uh, again, Kathy Bird, for joining me and taking the time out to do this. And um, hopefully you're thinking about service learning. And if you are, reach out to me, Tracy Farr at tefarr at pstcc.edu. You can find me on the service learning webpage, on the PACE website. You can just about find me. I mean, I'm I'm here, right? <laughs> so thank you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, sign off for today. And hopefully you'll tune in to us again next month. Take care. <laughs>